1: To the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 250 of East Centralia's favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill joined by executive video audio producer, engineer Zach Burcham, and my forever co host, Mr. Dakota Davis. Who are
0: we celebrating this with today? Today's episode features our favorite Liberty defender, the defense attorney to rule them all, Mr. Sean Rao. He is here once again um, to celebrate with us, bring us good drinks. Um, we have a bag of chips on the table. There's salsa over there. There's hot sauce sprawled on the floor behind me and underneath the table. It's all in the Patreon. It's a mess. Uh, but My it's great. still burning. You know, if you if you want to find out what that was about, go to Patreon.com/slash/BossHogLiberty. But we're going to be talking to Sean today. Uh, carrying on the candidate series a little bit with no candidates, but we're going to be talking about the recent uh, CFA four filings that the candidates just had to turn in. Uh, we'll be talking about the district 54 filings, also the local races such as the Henry County Sheriff, the County council commissioners races and the prosecutor races. Um, then we're going to talk to you guys about what information those reports can do for you, uh, where you can go get them, how you can find out that information and then, because Sean's here, we have to talk about the student debt crisis. It's a it's like a hobby horse, I guess. Now it's an issue <laughs> it's, that's near and dear to your heart. I'm a one issue, guy. Student now, loan, I guess. Sean, over here. But there have been a lot of different developments that have been made from the Biden administration. So make sure you stick around until the very end to find out what those are all about. So is that your reporter hat you're wearing tonight? Yeah, this is just a, a hat that I've had for four years.
2: He's defensive. <laughs> It kind of does like one of those like newsboy hats yeah, from like back in the day. A newsboy hat. Well, you went you went and put on your reporter hat. Caps,
1: you put your reporter hat on and marched down to the courthouse yeah, and had yeah. to take pencil notes because you didn't pass the bar. Like Sean, you know we could have sent Sean in there and paid him. I, I was four, up there four hundred dollars an I mean, hour, and he yeah. could have taken a picture of all the forms for Discovered, us. Discovered
0: since my hair is so short, like on days like today, where the temperature is not bad outside, Sean, you probably know this.
3: Oh, I know. Uh, and, oh, I know. There's I was... still
0: a a wind. It can really cool off your head. Yes, I was riding my bike out on the
3: trail for six miles today, and I definitely felt it the whole time. So. Yeah,
0: the, those fisherman beanies where they yeah. don't do anything but just cover the top of your head. Yep. I, I understand them
3: really oh, yeah. well now.
0: Yeah, it's the That is the perfect piece of headwear for weather like this.
1: This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you, other times we'll make you laugh, and hopefully you'll always learn something new. Dakota and I have been talking about. Uh, man, they're telling us the bot the the audio is questionable. Everybody, uh, as I'm checking the uh, as I'm checking this here, yeah, just, what Dakota has uh, your audio engineering over there is is questionable. Yeah, I was going to tell Zach that I sounded really quiet. Uh, we we've got people in different spots than they yeah. were last week, which is probably what's going on. I've we'll got a feeling. Out. I've got a feeling that what's happened is it's from last week and the changes we made. We he had her dialed in. It was the the ship was sailing. It was perfect. And uh and oh, since then it's changed. Are you gonna are you gonna are you guys
2: gonna talk so he can he can keep track? Anybody? Bueller. Yeah, sure. Test test. Testing. I'll complain about my thing I complained about yesterday. I was stuck behind a semi for 17 miles yesterday. On <laughs> <laughs> <All night>, my seventy. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna keep track of mile markers now. And so I got on the interstate at Newcastle and he didn't get over until the Greenfield rest area, and I was like, "This is why I hate commuting."
1: The good news, Zach, is that they are going to build a third lane. The bad news is you're
2: going to have to suffer through while they build the third lane. Yeah, it's what's bad is that a couple. It's been it's been a couple months ago they put all the concrete barriers up at the uh, in kind of the uh, the dead man's lane inside the exit ramp at Greenfield. And I'm like, oh, they're getting ready. <laughs> and then now they're they're doing the tease where they have several very small construction zones along 70, of which I've only seen work being done twice. But they drop to 60 miles an hour, but nobody does it because there's nobody there. Um, looks like they're going to stick up some big informational signs too. But they put the uh, they poured some foundations for those big message boards. Uh, one of them I think is over by Eastern Hancock or something. And I'm not sure what the other work's being done, but.
3: I'd it's, like to. I'd like to hear a design podcast on why there are only two lanes on the interstate. Typically, right? I mean, why aren't there always three?
1: Originally, to people? be to be interstate standard, it was two lanes. Mm-hmm. And as truck traffic has increased, yes. and as traffic has increased, that's when you started right. to add that third lane. I
3: don't know why. That's the, a
2: last twenty year phenomenon.
3: Yeah, but in like in the fifties or whatever, it's like okay, well, two lanes divided.
2: All right, we're good. I think they were just they were coming up from one lane each way at the time. I'll tell you what's interesting though is like if you get away from Indiana and you go towards the coasts or anywhere that's just not Indiana, two lanes works in a lot of places because there's just not that much traffic and there's not that much there's not that many semis. And I I sympathize with semis because I know they can't pass like cars can, but 17 miles seemed a little excessive to take to make one pass. He literally was one semi passing one other semi for 17 miles. And so I think... So this is what, a, uh, what did the sheriff's candidates say about your complaints. Uh, this happened yesterday, so they oh, I didn't okay. have a chance to... I Man, I would have loved to have had a, a law enforcement <laughs> officer get stuck up in that mess and pulled that guy over. Like, I've only got to see somebody do something and then get pulled over immediately for it like twice. Mm-hmm. But man, it's an amazing feeling. And...
1: I'm up I'm watching the. I'm watching the chat room, and there are a lot of theories about what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad thinks there's a bad preamp somewhere. Christy Avery says Zach seems consistently good. It's very consp- uh, cons- suspicious. Of course, I'm loud, and I'm naturally loud. Yes, I think Dakota got here late and didn't really. <laughs> and I just got unplugged. <laughs> Dakota didn't really check things over when he when he put this back together, and I I think that's the root cause. Okay. Is that we just he just took a swing at it? Does he have a gun behind me yet? I mean, is he
2: threatening it, me? No, it, or it could be literally that the cables all worked in a position that they were in, and they got rearranged, and now if they're bent slightly differently, then it could just be causing. Everybody sounds good through my headphones. So as Jeremiah likes to say, we're uh, we're, we're efforting, efforting, but there will be crystal clear podcast audio updated to your favorite podcast catcher. Uh, sometime tonight. Or That's in the right. Morning. You can always check com. We are a podcast first and a live stream second. So because they suffer if, through it, we have several different uh, magic contraptions that all have to communicate in perfect <laughs> harmony to get this thing on.
1: It is a the small miracle that this show makes the air at all.
2: And, I mean, several of them that literally we don't know what we do to make them work, but we just unplug and plug things back in several times and then like kind of like the scene from 2001 A Space Odyssey, where they're just like the monkeys are just beating sticks. And when they, we just do that for a while, and all of a sudden everything works. We have no idea what happened. You can tell by the behavior of the people in the room, Sean. I'm the talent booker, <laughs>
1: right? I'm not. I, I I look and yep, that's got a light on. It's fine. Yep, yep. Zach knows a little bit more because he presses the buttons and then yep. Dakota. Dakota is the guy that built the machine. Mm-hmm. So
2: he's responsible for fixing the machine. He is the maintenance. guy. So what happens is, is I normally walk in kind of late because I've got stuff going on and then I usually get things going. If there's an issue, and I'm running back and forth between two computers. Jeremiah will be seated the entire time. Sometimes gets up to give himself a beer. Sometimes just ask me for the beer. <laughs> and Please send
1: for another yes. beer. And hey, then if hey, anything hey, goes
2: parched over here, and then he'll be like today. He's like, Hey, the lights are still on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm quality control. I'm sorry. I hit the buttons. I forgot about the switch. And then, uh and then if things go wrong, then sometimes we're lucky in Dakota and or Jesse are here. And this time we're lucky Dakota's here sometimes. Well,
1: you said Dakota's here, but he has left the room. Well, I think I he went if-
2: back to his truck and he's left. Is he going back to I wonder if he's listing well, he's, somewhere he's else? Here. I'm sure he's he's, he's, he's monitoring the situation. From yeah, offside. From the he's lurking. <clears throat>
1: Christy says at least the captions are good. All right, come back to your chair. Let's do the show. And it is what it is. Father Morrill says much better. Sure. Well, I uh, Dakota, have a seat. Please explain to us what you fixed so that the so that the I patient just, listeners can know
0: how how you fix the crisis. I just did the monkey thing, unplug okay. and plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the first yeah. thing
2: I ever ask anybody: Did you turn it off and turn it back on, or if it's a
0: phone, did you reinstall the app? That's what I did. I muted everything. Also, I turned the board on and off. It's back to life. Something happened.
1: All right, we do need to thank our uh, our big patrons, Christy Avery. Jonathan Phillips and Anthony Meyer, That's phenomenal, right. awesome people, help us make the show every week. We have uh, we've been sponsored by Wyland's Flowers, The Slick Pickle, and Big Bounce Inflatables throughout the Candidate Series, which will conclude next week uh, with that uh, that final House District Fifty Four episode. Uh, it's the catch all the folks that we hadn't been able to get earlier. We're gonna have them on on Tuesday night, Tuesday episode next week. Uh, there's still some merch out there, and they you can check the website, you can check uh, check the Facebook feed. Maybe a clickable link in there. Uh, you can get your, uh, it, it's your last chance probably to get that, that beanie or that gator, that, uh, that, that mask. Because as of this week, you don't even need them on an airplane anymore. It's That's over. Right. That's right. Except true. for Philadelphia. I think the city of Philadelphia, uh, their public transportation requires it. Otherwise, you're good to go. So maybe Brian needs it. Maybe when he's traveling back to, if he, if he travels visit. back to his OG homeland. All right. What else is there? Anything else we left out? We needed to cover. We to discuss.
0: I don't think so. On the top end of the Just episode at here. The chat to see what happens. Got me on high alert now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it is. Uh, it's candidate campaign finance time. It's where everybody had to.
0: Oh no! I forgot the paper.
1: Turn in what they've done, what they've achieved. You've sent it to us, Dakota. It's on your phone. Mr. Mr. Old School, make up another excuse to have to walk away in the middle of a show. I've got a digital version of it right here. I it in my truck. <laughs> it's, Everything's I going it, great so I far, guys. It. I left it in my truck. He's super prepared. All right. It's okay. We're going to do this, the House District 54 thing anyway to start with.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right. I don't have that.
1: Eight-way GOP primary. The top fundraiser so far, including su- uh, supplemental reports. So this is what happens... And these, this data is as of three days ago. I have not gone back to the state website to see if anybody has received money since then. But essentially what's happened is there was a date and time, I think it's April 1st. After April 1st, if anybody receives a contribution over a certain dollar figure, I think it's $1,000, they've got a day to turn that into the Secretary of State's office. And it goes on the website to show that they've raised money. So Betsy Mills had a couple of significant fundraiser uh, items that came in after the filing deadline. So, but they have to be reported because they're, they're big enough. Uh, so there's about $17,000 that came in after the deadline. So including those supplemental reports, uh, Betsy Mills is leading the fundraising, uh, in the primary so far on the GOP side, $42,000. Second place, uh, in fundraising right now, uh, is Bobby Plummer, uh, Commissioner Bobby Plummer. Third place, uh, political newcomer Corey Criswell, $22,000. And based upon receiving a $5,000 contribution after the filing deadline, but uh, putting her into fourth place right now is Heather Carey, uh, who received $5,000 from uh, Scott Schneider, who's a former state senator, uh, who's been sitting on like $9,000 since 2018. His campaign gave $5,000 of his remaining 9000 to Heather Carey's campaign. Uh, so she's got $10,000. And I actually have... A mailer that hit my mailbox, which I'm guessing was paid for in that $5,000. So that came today, uh, putting, uh, putting Heather in my mailbox along with, uh, so many of the other folks. Uh, former guest to the show, Nancy Custer, uh, $6,600 raised. Uh, Melissa Meltzer, uh, $3,900. Josh Gilmore at $3,400. And almost all of that, I think all but about $500 of his raised is, uh, is self-funded. And then, uh, Gayla Taylor uh, who joined us early on, uh, has raised $1,275. Uh, Nan Polk, the Democrat who's waiting in the fall, uh, $11,500 raised. Uh, she's on the Newcastle school board. And of that $3,000 came from uh city councilman Rex Peckinpah. So that's right. Very, uh, very interesting so far. Uh, I think $10,000 of Bobby's money came from, uh, uh, from some of the same folks that supported her on the, uh, on her run through for commissioner, uh, uh, Gary Roberts uh who I I know is a local businessman the uh the form shows that he's uh based in Florida I, I assume he's he's in that sort of position where he can go you can have multiple residences and it's just a it's just a good life you know Indiana Florida bouncing back and forth depending upon the uh, depending upon the temperatures in Indiana
0: So what do you think Dakota it, what do we learn from this um I think whenever I was writing these I was like well, we can talk all about the money but I I think people are gonna, there's gonna be some people out there that are like, why, why does it matter? I'm voting for who I'm voting for. Why do I need to know how much money they have in the bank? And I think that, uh, I personally think that the financial reports gives some unique insight into the campaigns themselves, how each campaign is, is running, um, what their strategy is to try to, uh, beat the others on May 3rd and whether or not we think that's working. Like if someone's spending their money wisely, if it's going to things that you think you might think are a waste or whatever, this is just on a person by person basis. You I know, mean, the top two fundraisers so far are Mills and Plumber, and you. Right.
1: And if you look at the expenditures for Bobby Plummer, she has spent her money on on the very traditional yard signs, newspaper ads, billboards. WMDH radio. She's, she's invested in, in some very typical things. Uh, and then I think I've, I think I've received two, if not three mailers from Plummer as well. Yep. Betsy Mills has spent significant money in, in mailers. I think, I, I think there's probably been six or seven mailers so far from, from the Mills campaign. Uh, and I know that there's, there's talk of a lot of door knocking. Uh, and then if you look at, uh, Corey Criswell, who's spent, you know, he, he's got the $22,000 so far. Man, he's got yard signs everywhere. Yard signs, billboards—you've seen, you've seen that be very effective as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that one reason, like you see Betsy doing a lot of the mailers, and I think that is one thing that we talked about before on the episode that we did with Aaron Dickin to kick off the candidate series. Uh, we talked about how Betsy was going to have to like really, uh, really do a lot of work this year in order to get her name recognition up. Uh, across the district because while she might be uh, well known especially amongst Republicans in Henry County she uh, needed to build up some name recognition in other places and i think that the like the mailers is a great way to do that like every week you're getting you're seeing Betsy Mills
1: it's an it's an open seat so everybody is struggling with name identification that they're all trying mm-hmm. to they're all trying to achieve that right right um, which, which is the the the
3: ultimate that you need in a local race on a on a off year in the there's no presidential election, you know people are, you know might be interested in the general election, trying to get Republicans to take back the House or the Senate nationally. Uh,
1: but in this district, though, you don't have a competitor. A, a genuine a, a it's it's Greg Pence, right? Right. Greg Pence is the incumbent. He's right. very likely not going to be pushed to the limits. So there's nothing Ready other than the local him. commissioner, council and and state rep races to get people to the polls, which again goes to, to name recognition and yeah.
3: and, and getting the name out, which is why the mailers in my, in my estimation, the mailers in the, the door to door stuff is, is the most effective way to do that. And I think that, that, some of these candidates really do get that and and have done that effectively.
1: Yard signs, yard signs can be indicative if you pay attention to where they are. Sure. If you've got a bunch of yard Mm -hmm. signs that are in, you know, in public right of ways. And if they're in, you know, all of the same, same fields owned by the same folks, that's one thing. But when you see a candidate has signs in yard after yard, after yard of actual homeowners of people that have picked up the grassroots support, Mm -hmm that's very effective because that means that there's actually a voter that cares that's living in there as well. That's the expectation you would have. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's going to be very close. I really do. We've still got 10 days to go. I know there's been some early voting at this point, uh, but we're, you know, 10 days out from the election. I'm running. We got so many candidates
3: and at least so much of the pie to go around. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it It, is, it
1: could be 18 to 22% is going to be a
3: plurality and it's going to be something where someone's going to, come out on top with uh, with with a very small percentage based just based on the numbers of of candidates running so I think they get I get it's at the margins right it's it's you know who are the marginal potential voters that you can get to turn out for you as a candidate so it's very
1: um, very much going to be getting your voters the to day show of up. or or voting
3: early I mean a lot of people absentee vote and and that's great and it's very very effective
1: anecdotally I I have a lot of family in rush County and there are some candidates that you don't see as much up here for their yard signs and their presence. But if when I go down to Posey Township in Rush County, all of a sudden, that's where I start to pick up and see some of those Melissa Meltzer signs there. There's, you know, and I think she's from the Manila area, which is the southern portion of the district. But you get down there and you're I think you're going to find when you get precinct by precinct data coming out of this race that you're going to see individual candidates it's not going to be one person's going to win everywhere for sure.
0: Yeah. And one thing that, um, I wanted to talk about, like Betsy, whenever I guess it was last week, it must have been last week. There was a, a, like a, a letter in the mail that like it looked like it had cursive writing on the front and it said it was from Sally Mills and it was a, a front and back, like single space letter from Betsy's mom. Just like basically just like saying, like, I'm really proud of my daughter. Like, you should vote for her because she's great. And I was like, this is like, I don't know. I've never seen anything like that in a campaign. I thought it was really smart. I thought it was really creative. I thought it was a a good way to reach, especially in a district like this, where it's a lot of the voters in this primary are going to be older folks who probably have kids that are Betsy's age. I, th- I thought that was a great move. I thought it was creative uh, enough to warrant talking about because I hadn't seen anything like that before. You, you do ma- mention that it's going to be older
1: voters. But this is the first time a race like this has been amongst people that are millennials. Yeah. Corey Criswell, true. Betsy Mills, there are people that are that are in our age demographic. And obviously there's folks from all ages. I, Josh Gilmore, I think is younger than millennial. He's probably Z- Gen Z. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, he's, he's twenty true. twenty two. He he's the youngest
3: candidate, I believe, yeah. in
1: the field. And then, you know, and then you have some folks that have been around uh, been around and have plenty of uh plenty of history as well. Uh I'll say that. Is that the nicest way I could possibly
3: say, so. say that? I think so.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, what other information could you get from a from a financial report? like do you think that it it gives you any indication of how popular a candidate is or where they're going to be standing in this race? I can like do you look at Betsy and go oh forty two thousand dollars she must be the most popular
1: A lot of it's based upon where you raise your money, how you raise your money, and how you choose to do it um when i've when I've been a candidate, you, you use the network you have. And if if you look at what I raised, I spent a lot of time and effort reaching out to people that I knew that I could get to contribute to my campaign and believe in what I was doing. So a lot of my donors came from across the state of Indiana of contacts and friends that I had that were able to help help propel our campaign forward. I think if you look at what's happened with the campaign reports of folks that have donated in these races... It's relationships. It's who you know. It's who you who trusts you and who's willing to put their money where their mouth is. Uh, it, you know, you, you notice that you have elected officials that have given to some candidates that they believe in that they're close with. Uh, it's no secret that you know I've I've watched my mailbox. Tom Saunders has endorsed Bobby Plummer, and you've seen that his campaign committee has given. You know, I think they gave twelve hundred dollars to Plummer's campaign. Not a surprise at all. Uh, you've you've seen the Chapman family and the Armstrong Farms have been very supportive of, of Criswell. Uh, and I think that there's a, a lot of connection there going back to, you know, that part of the county and, and common interests. Uh, you've seen the Farm Bureau, local Farm Bureau endorsed Corey Criswell and there's not a, you know, it's, there's a correlation there. Uh, everybody has somebody that they believe in for different reasons. Uh, I think Betsy Mills has got the endorsement of the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. She's got, I, I know Chad it has been out there supporting her and is, is, is in the fa- financial reports. Um, uh, everybody has their donor base and I don't think there's anything wrong with that um, everybody you know some people are self-funded Josh Gilmore you know he's a, he's a student and he's got essentially two people that have donated money he, himself he's self-funded and then he's got uh, one business that I think uh, that his family has a relationship with totally appropriate and fine I I think it's great I I think it's important for the community to have a lot of people that are interested and if you want to you want to participate then jump in but I, I, have, it has been interesting. Have you been paying attention to the letters, of the editor on the opinion page the last couple of days?
0: I've seen a few. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are just hit pieces on Betsy because they're... Well, they're, 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 they're <laughs> both, right?
1: There's, there are, there are folks that are supporting Betsy. There's people that have had, you know, that have tried to break down the financials and, and say that there's a problem with where money came from or how it's, how it's come about. Um, and
0: I, I think they're all, I, I think they're all fair. I think they're all fair contributions. I did see the one that was quite funny. Uh, I'm not going to name the person who wrote it, but there was one person. Oh, wait a minute! Who, I I actually do appreciate this about the Courier Times that you, it's it's better than the
1: blindness of the internet because people sign their name to whatever they're putting in. That's true. Name and town go there. So there, you
3: and yeah. there is verification. I, you have I, I understand it. To, yeah,
1: You you have to have the stones. To, if you're going to write something, your name goes with it. I'm and not your name's say anything
0: because I'm not going to say his name because I'm making fun of him. Okay, that's fair. That's, uh, okay. But there was a guy that... He, <laughs> you are, hey, what could possibly <laughs> go wrong? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a dude that was complaining that Betsy got money and an endorsement from the Indiana Chamber of Commerce, which is like, why is that a problem, you think? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he breaks it down further in his letter to the editor, and he says, the Chamber of Commerce has previously said that they're committed to renewable energy. Oh. There it is. There we go. Yeah. Ties to that third rail.
3: mm -hmm. I'll say the the Chamber of Commerce has to be like the most Republican thing. (laughs) Exactly. I can imagine is the Chamber of Commerce, right? So I I don't understand.
0: Wait, you mean a Republican was endorsed by the The Chamber Chamber of of Commerce? Commerce? Wow. Might as well be George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> it's that big big wind money. Yeah. blowing in. Sean just wants to know
3: who's
1: going to wipe out a student loan debt, and he's going to be hey, all we'll in. Get,
0: we'll get to that. Just, we'll whichever talk to, whichever we'll get candidate that. can do we'll that. We'll talk to Nan about it when she comes on.
1: All right. Dakota, you put your reporter hat on. I did. Zach, you got anything on this topic, by the literally
0: way? I literally have it on now. No. All
1: right. All right. Nothing? By the way, very, very impressive number by Nan Polk. $11,500 $11, really in cash on hand, ready to go and meet some folks in the fall. I think that is a tremendous place to be going into the primary. Keep your powder dry. I think not a contested primary on the Democrat side. I think that's a fantastic place to be for Dan Polk in an entirely new district where there's not a lot of name ID. I I think that's a, a great spot as well.
0: Yeah. So I went down. Well, first of all, I tried to convince Aaron Dickin to go down for me. Um, and take notes on a legal pad. You tried. You tried to pull my move and tell somebody else it'd be fun to do work. Yeah. And well, I didn't just try to get Aaron Dickin. I tried to get Aaron Dickin or Corey Murphy or Darren Jacobs. <laughs> you just send a big group text uh, my, out. My yeah.
3: name absent. I mean, I'm in that building. Already, yeah, I, I so, thought I mean, about like...
0: it. I actually thought about it as I was walking up to the building. I was like, I could have texted Sean. Yeah, but it's best fine. part is Sean's
1: got the credentials to bring his phone through, so you yeah, wouldn't so could have you to to just taken yes, pictures I, of him for yes. me. Because there
3: probably be some whispers though, It'd be like, "Oh, Rau's getting he's he's some kind of dark horse." You yeah, know, like, last minute. My uh, God, that's Sean rail's music. He's coming down the... I
0: heard Sean's running like, as an Sean, independent. Sean's stone, a green <laughs> candidate for the, something. The
3: stone Cold Steve Austin last <laughs> break, and then I'm just walking down. Son of a
0: bitch, JR, <laughs> he's getting in. <laughs> he's going to Jesse Ventura this whole race. Just come in at the last minute and
1: screw it up. Oh, that'd be a poll. Is it, is it Sheriff Sean or Prosecutor Sean? Judge
3: Sean?
0: Nobody knows. Well, there's there's not really a judicial race. I heard though. Judge Witham needs to watch it. Oh. You're coming for a seat. Oh, no. He's safe. <laughs> Judge, you're safe. All, Judge, the, all of our
3: D- judges are safe. Dakota
1: and Judge Witham are nearly family at this point, Almost, by the way. Yeah. That's interesting. Very close. Just one stone away, so to speak. Just waiting on Robbie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make his move. All right. So I went explain, down there. Explain your actions. I tried to get everyone to go down there for me. None of them would do it. So I get off work at three. The Justice Center, or the I guess... The office workers in the clerk's office, which is in the voter registration office, is an extension of that that I would yes. be going to. They close at four. So I got here at like 315. Brian Nichols is here. And Brian's like wanting to hit me up like, hey, you haven't sent me the PayPal for the rent yet. And I'm like, I know. Uh, sorry. But I sent you the bill like whatever. So I'm trying to talk to Brian, not be rude. But I also need to really leave. And I finally get there. And, um, well, I get up to the steps. I realize every, I, I have a little pouch that I wear on the side of my pants. With your, with your arsenic and your weapons? It has my, I carry a, a Leatherman in it and a flashlight. Like, cause they, those two things come in pretty handy for my job. Just put it in the flower pot or do you bri- bribe the uh, cop so I was outside like, five uh, bucks to keep it for you? It's like, oh crap. So, uh, no, I just had to run back to the truck and put it up. So then I was really running late. Power walked back to the voter registration office. Ask the lady, "Can I see the reports, or can I just get copies of reports, or whatever?" And I'm not thinking it's a dollar a page to get copies there, and then she just picks up every single. You get the whole stack. Yeah, that's got the parties in it. Got people running running for like township trustee and stuff. Like, who cares about the township trustee? You know. You heard it here from no, I'm just joking. You heard it here from we We've we've said good things about township Dakota
1: government. is exhausting yeah. as a co-host. Yeah. He just looks at a looks at a honey pot and pisses in it. It's yeah. pretty much what he does.
0: No, I just mean like none of them are actually contested races, so it's not oh, something that we were interested. Oh, there we go. in. I think there are. Me. Are there? Yeah, we haven't had them on the show. Well, it's but that's it's, a huge disservice to the people of those townships. How many townships are there? <laughs> 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 no, I really just was interested in the ones that we were covering on the show, plus the county council. As far as the candidates that we had and then the county council races as well, um, just to get an idea of where their finances were. I also called Travis at the Courier Times and Travis is like, I haven't been able to make it down there yet. You know, that's one thing that I wanted to touch on was like, we need to help out our local media uh help out the courier times subscribe to them don't just like rely on your five free clicks every month or whatever I uh, I saw somebody do the uh the old copy and paste I saw that too directly
1: onto the courier times post That's plagiarism don't do it I it's took, wrong I found the gif of the FBI uh you wouldn't steal I whatever you wouldn't yeah. steal <laughs> this why You'll would steal you steal why would yeah. you pirate a movie and the reporter went back and liked it so I feel like I feel like I was in uh in yeah. good graces.
0: I'm back on their good side. So, Travis didn't have the info. I went in there. She pulled out that big stack of paper, and I went through them, trying to find things, and then I was like... I was coming in here planning on getting copies. There's way too many pages. I'm not spending $50 to get copies of paper. And So, I asked the lady sitting behind the counter, I was like, would you happen to have a pen and paper, please? And... She looked at me like, I don't know if I want to do this.
3: And again, again, you have my number. I know. I have pens and papers.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> can't, kind of I didn't deal. have my at phone there. At this point, they
3: confiscated his phone. <laughs> my whole my whole deal is pen and
2: paper, and, and, you know, <laughs> legal, legal pads. pads, and so on and Your so forth. Your response should have been, I like to call my attorney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably down the hall, maybe, well, she, this afternoon.
0: But she but did look at please, me for a second.
3: Please pull no.
1: Sean out of the courtroom. Thursday I don't care who he's defending. Thursday morning. I need morning. him here now.
3: Thursday morning. You know where I'm at. I'm in Henry Circuit Court number two. Yeah. Every yeah. Thursday morning.
0: And she she reluctantly gave me a piece of copier paper and a pen. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And she said, are you with the Courier-Times? Or are you a new reporter? And I was like, oh, I have a podcast. <laughs> Which is like, she's asking if I'm with the actual news. And I'm like... You are the news. You mm-hmm. are the news. <laughs> hey, does First anybody statement. else have the information? <laughs> That's right. You. This is literally the only place to hear this. So then I closed down the voter registration office by... Taken all my time to write out the cash on hand and the amount raised from each candidate. From this information, you can deduct yourself how much they have spent on their own advertising, or if somehow they have not spent any but raised money. Has that's happened too? Sometimes miracles happen, and signs just exist. Yep, that is true. Signs and wonders. So let's start out here with the sheriff's races. I think because. It- I know a lot of people are interested in that race. Um, and first place for the money raised uh, so far is Mr. John Sprouls. He had $33,138.73. Okay, Mr. Nerd. I think you can just uh, round it to which, nearest thousand. It'll be okay. Which I think is pretty impressive.
3: Um, hey, he went in there and wrote down all these things with his bare hands. Yeah, so gonna, he's going to hear part. it down do it. to the
0: penny. I got to do it. Um, and he has spent a significant amount of money on this race because the cash on hand that he has is $7,407. Which, so he's, he's spent a lot of money. That, that so is roughly $25,000 has been spent so far uh, yeah. on,
1: on his, uh, on, uh, in his campaign, in the Sproles campaign. So
0: that's one report that I, I looked at and I saw how much he had spent. I was like, like I gotta ruffle through this one.
2: I mean, bit. there are some really big billboards out this week. He also has like, like, there's, there's the different type, like different categories of signs. There's like the standard yard sign. And then there's like some of them have like, I don't know if it's like about a four by eight foot sign. Yep. And he's got like the four by eights everywhere and they're full color with a picture
0: of them and they're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Like, and it was all like basically his expense report was like pretty standard campaign stuff. Like he's just been hitting it really hard yeah. with the billboards, the advertising, uh, Vistaprint, my campaign store. Um there's like stuff from Fastenal in there to build those PVC stands that he has for his large signs and things. Um Interesting. I noticed a lot of the Criswell stuff campaign was supporting Menards. Mm, interesting. And Menards is not a local business. <laughs> yes, they are. I mean Fastenal. There
2: are there are Henry County. Fastenal is right here in Newcastle. They're anti union, I'm pretty sure.
0: Jesus, there's the Dude, Democrat. Fastenal or Menards? <laughs>
2: Menards, probably. I worked at Menards. And it was not a good place to work. It might be better now, but that was not they a good place to work. Gorgeous day glow, highlighter, or,
1: or
0: highlighter yellow Indy cars. That's all that matters. And, uh, also, one thing that I did notice John had been spending money on in his campaign is, uh, Facebook advertising. So he'd been throwing some money. I've seen some on Betsy Facebook. Mills ads
2: too on Facebook.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so I was like, I wonder if that, you know how that's working for him. And I went and checked out John Sproles, and then I checked out all the other candidates for Sheriffs, and John's got like four times the amount of Facebook followers than in any of the rest of them. All right, so keeping this straight here, Sproul's has raised $33,000 in change, has 7400
1: remaining. I think my mic may have cut out.
0: Yeah, it did. But you I came out you a little bit. You unplugged it. Efforting. Nope, I'm gone. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't have taken it out. What would you do? Um, so it's I guess struggle. carrying on with the the sheriff's race, um, we have Jason Williams who has raised $6,100 and his cash on hand is $285. So he's also thrown a significant amount of money at this race as far as like, sometimes you see candidates, they raise money, but they don't spend a lot of their money. They, they keep it as cash on hand um, and uh, you'll see that with people who you'll see it on both sides, really. People who are overly confident that they're going to win they won't put much into their advertising and they'll use that money and keep it they'll donate it to other campaigns like we saw with the state senate uh state senator that donated to the district 54 campaign uh or sometimes they'll just keep it around thinking that maybe they'll need it next time you know but I like to see candidates that are spending a lot of money on their campaign. I think that that means that they believe in uh, what they're running for. Jay Davis has raised $13,890, and his cash on hand is $1,502, uh, another significant amount of money. Uh, and a lot of these things are going to signs and billboards sure. in the sheriff's races. Jay's got some very prominent sign locations uh, and, and name, billboard locations. Name
3: recognition and just getting the, the awareness out.
0: Right. Right. And then, uh, last on the list for the sheriff's candidates, we have Jim Nicholson, who is the captain on the Newcastle police department, uh, raised $3,115 and he has $12 and 56 cents left. So he's running it, baby. So I think you raised a good point
1: about how they spend it and the effort that you put in. I think, I think anybody that, you know, if you can get 3000 to $10,000 raised, that's probably enough to be able to run a countywide campaign. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can do your parades, you can do your yard signs, and you can get your walking materials. Have you guys seen many folks out and about wearing t-shirts and at going door-to-door for these candidates yet? Have you noticed or heard uh, anecdotally people from the sheriff's race that have made it to doors?
0: I haven't. I haven't heard anything. Um, I haven't seen anything either, um, honestly. Um, I drive around a lot for my job around this area, and I don't think i've seen anyone i did see some americans for prosperity people walking around um i just assumed it was them they're yeah. walking around with betsy stuff and they had green flyers, yeah, that's, so. that's afb people knocking yeah. her As i i know my neighborhood is like the world's
1: easiest to walk it's not up and down hills like some of the some of the uh, neighborhoods in newcastle there's a lot mm-hmm. of owner occupied stuff so we get a lot of people mm-hmm. uh and i know uh we've seen betsy mills folks to the door uh we've in this sheriff's race, we saw, uh, Jason Williams was, was there. Uh, the, um, uh, there was a representative of the Josh Gilmore campaign that's been there. And I, I think that, uh, Michael Mahoney is all, as well made it to our, uh, to yes. our neighborhood. Uh, so we've seen, we've seen a handful of candidates, but I think it's going to just keep picking up. Um, and I didn't see Betsy, but I did see that. I think somebody stuck something in my door and then it was, I actually pulled it out of my flower bed this morning because it's been some windy days. Yeah. Stuff happens. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right, so that's that race, the prosecutor race. Yep. Tony Saunders has raised and uh, has on hand the $12,700 and change. Yep. And I'm looking. These are just in the random order that you found them. You didn't sort them. They were them. in
0: alphabetical order.
1: Michael Mahoney's raised $10,400 and has 2500 remaining, so about $7,500 has been spent so far in his race.
0: That's correct.
1: Northern District Commissioner uh, Joey Cooper has raised 3000 and has 2200 left to go. Uh I did notice in the uh the Middletown news today, uh when I opened that up, a big old full page Joey Cooper ad fell out of it. Mm. So there's uh there's some money getting spent that wasn't uh that wasn't in there originally. And then
0: uh Joe Wiley has uh he what'd you write, thirty eight hundred dollars he's raised? And... Yeah, Joe Wiley has raised uh three thousand eight hundred and forty seven dollars, and he has on hand seven hundred and ninety six dollars. So That's what he's got going right now. So he's spent quite a bit of money on there. Um. Uh,
1: In the county council district races, uh, Melanie Wright, a Democrat running for, I think that's District 2. I'm Ron Burgundy. $263 uh, raised, $50 left on hand. And who are the other candidates in that race? Mike Regner uh, raised and has on... I think Regner and Jackie Brown are district two. Those are the two Republicans in that race. Jackie Brown
0: did not report having spent or raised any money. Yeah. He had, he said he had raised zero dollars and zero cents and had zero dollars and zero cents on hand. And then Regner, 248 raised and spent or raised and on hand as well. So neither one of them are
1: reporting having spent any money at this point. Uh, let's see. Is that the, uh, is that it? Is that that's the list. We also have uh, oh, a Jerry Williams, and Kenan Gray. So, so the district one, Kenan Gray is thirteen hundred dollars and has nine twenty five, nine twenty four, nine twenty five left on hand. And Jerry Williams six forty two and ninety five. Let's see, Shannon Tom is running for district three, which is the seat being vacated by Peg Steffendel.
0: Yes, uh, two hundred dollars raised and one hundred and thirty five on hand. And, of course, there were other candidates that had put their stuff in, like uh, Susan Hoon had filed her report. She was on time. Just because we didn't include them here doesn't mean that they didn't file their it reports. Just, it on just time means Dakota ran out of paper.
3: <laughs> he ran out of time, and they're like, sir, you have to ran leave. Ran out of time and paper. It's 4.15.
1: The only the only one we've covered that we don't have in here, I think, is
0: the recorder's race, right? I left at 3.51. Okay. pretty good i told her i was like i'm not gonna keep you late.
3: they start to bring out i mean the security gets the taser out about 405 <laughs> starts cattle from people out the building
0: i went to high school with elmer news son okay okay all right so you're good then yeah i would i would assume, well, that I elmer assume elmer you're good
3: i don't know how that went i don't know how high school went for you so i was I friends know. with jared and
0: you yeah. know pretty good friends actually
3: there we go
1: uh City Councilman Mike Guffey is saying that he's not seen a single person come to his door and ask for his vote yet in the sheriff's race. Gotta go. Mike's a Mike's a I'm sure he's a multiple time GOP primary voter. Those guys gotta be he's gotta be a prime heck of an endorsement, if nothing else. Listen, I
0: was just get talking that, to Mike Mike Guffey endorsement. I was just talking to my coworker today, or one of my co workers today, and it was like neither one of us are really decided in that sheriff's race yet. Like both of us were down to like the final two that we were interested in voting in. I'm not going to say who that is because I learned my lesson. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, uh, but, but of the two of you, you know who they are. But I'm just saying you know like, there's <laughs> two of us who are informed politically individuals who are like really trying to decide on the sheriff's race right now. So, you know, get out there and knock on some doors that might help. Because uh, in 2018, in another off year, there was... Five thousand and sixty people who pulled a Republican ballot. Yeah,
1: it's going to be extremely low turnout, most likely. Yeah, I think you could very well see twelve hundred to eighteen hundred people decide decide that race as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it yep. is really it for all of these races, House District fifty four, any of the races we've covered on this on this episode. It literally comes down to have a spreadsheet of your voters and make sure they get to the polls. And that election day turnout is going to be more than, Hey, how many billboards did you have? It's going to be, did you work your list? Did you get your people to show up? Did you get them there? That's yeah. more than anything else. Let you identify your voters, politics. lock them in and get them yeah. out.
0: There was a, a, one other piece of information I got from the 2018 primary election report from the clerk's office. And something I thought was kind of interesting in 2018, I took a look at the County council at large race, because there were five people running in that county council at large race, and I know that there were multiple ways to win, but the the top percentage, so the person who in a traditional race would win, came away with 26% of the vote. And so, I mean, like, whenever we're talking about four-person or even more crowded fields like the District 54 race, we're talking, like, very slim like very small amounts of people are going to make a significant difference in these races. And that's why that is one reason why whenever people say like, uh, I don't vote, it doesn't matter. Like it does significantly matter. It
1: doesn't matter if you live in, uh, if you live in Illinois and you're voting for Congress or, or your, your, your senator or governor, it probably doesn't make much of a difference. It doesn't move the needle. If you're voting in a, in a sheriff's race or a county commissioner's race or a, a, uh, An open seat for a state representative race. Oh, it matters a ton. It is you have more political say at this moment than you will probably for the next decade. This is this is a big uh, big part of what uh, what you get to decide.
0: All right, Sean, talk to me about the student loan crisis. Is it a crisis? Crisis. Student loan crisis. That's what we've been calling it on the show. It's a student
3: forgiving student debt. Yeah, Uh, Joe uh extended the uh, pause on the student loans until August, so we will just kick that can down the road. Which seems to be—I uh, mean, it's an election
1: year. Is it even going to? Are they going to find another reason why in August to push it again, uh, or is always, it going
0: to? The war back with cans? Ukraine has been too the, stressful. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, it's been very upsetting
3: to look at my Twitter feed and and just <laughs> seeing that this continues on, even though this has no
1: bearing on our economy or anything else. So. We've established in on this show that your family is still experiencing student loans. Is that, yes. is that an accurate statement? Yes.
3: We, we still, We've disclosed that. Yes. I am, a, I am a lawyer. I am under the age of 40. So, yes. Uh, yes, we do experience student loans. So,
1: um, so would it be say, to say that some people in your position have – I me not you – but some people have taken advantage of this and just not made any student loan payments? I think you can say that, time.
3: that is the case with me also. Because I don't have to pay them right now, so I'm not going to. That's... So- so That's there, what I call a future me problem. <laughs>
1: there are, but you did bring some fantastic beer.
3: There are there are but two how schools. How else was of I going to pay for it? I mean, you know, my student loans pause I bring my <laughs> friends some
1: beer. You know, there are two schools of thought, and I will say that the moral of the household said, "Oh, great, this is perfect. Well, this no is a, interest on it. This is a goofus and gallant type <laughs> situation. So <laughs> gonna, I'm the
3: goofus in this situation. You're we're, the gallant. We're going to knock
1: this out, and and we're out of the student loan business in our house. So we took advantage of it and said, hey. Sarah is no longer a teacher, and she's no longer paying on her "I want to be a teacher" degree.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where it's in the rearview mirror and it's done. Mm-hmm. But there are other households that have said, "Hey, I don't have to pay this right now. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go pay off other debt,
3: and I that um, may be at a higher interest." Uncle or, Joe
1: promised me yes that he's going to wipe this clean, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, he also I promised, got hairy
0: legs. He'll,
3: he also <laughs> promised two thousand dollar checks out the door as soon as he got elected when yeah. when Warnock and uh, Jack me off off uh, one uh, <laughs> Georgia, right? Yeah. So $2,000 checks out the door. That never happened. So anything, all of these promises that he's ever made, you just have to assume that, oh man, I'm sorry. I don't, man, I don't know why I said that. It's corn like, pops fault. It's going to, yeah, you know, corn pop was a bad dude. And so the kicking the can down the road towards August, that gets us closer to the general election, which is going to be a bloodbath for Democrats. So my theory would be he will either continue it past the primary or he will have some sort of October surprise and be like, look, man, here's the thing. You don't have to pay him back no more. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You vote me because his his favorability ratings are so poor. And where does he go with this? Right. Where does he go with this issue? You can't say that Trump stopped my student loans and then Biden made me repay them. That makes politically makes no sense right and none I of this
1: makes sense sean i think but it's i understand crap to start with. i
3: understand there was a global pandemic and and all these things and people couldn't pay him back at the time so here but, but basically optically you're going to say a republican you know the guy we said that was a dictator he's he's the next hitler all these terrible things about trump he stopped the student loan process i didn't pay you know none of these people had to pay student loans under trump during covid and then you're going to say well you know as a democrat liberal i'm going to or the thoughts back on re- back to reality type thing.
1: How many people have reabsorbed their student loan payment back into their lifestyle? Cuz they haven't just been saving this. It, they've gone out and bought new houses, right? The, theoretically, so there are some people that went out and bought a new house and by the way, your interest rate is 3% 3% points higher than it was back in November of last year. So now if you're buying that new house, your payment is way up higher than it was and that's baked in. That's not but then you can't you just, just wait, shed that tomorrow. You wait
3: until it just goes down. It's just like anything else in the economy. That interest rates go up, interest rates go down. But-,
1: but that monthly budget that you had, say you were making that three or $400 a month payment on the student loan. Now, all of a sudden, you've gone from a, paying a rent that was $1,300 to buying a house where your payment is $1,700. And you sucked that payment out of your monthly budget that would have been going to the student loan. And now it's paying for that house for 30 years.
3: But I think that's more of a symptom and not the disease. I don't think housing prices went up, and people have decided to become more fiscally uh, uh,
1: flippant with their money. I just think they've reabsorbed it because you've forgotten. I mean, I don't know. Is, is, am I crazy to think, Zach Dakota, that you would have possibly reabsorbed it into your I, lifestyle? I, mean, I and know it, that
2: it went somewhere else. Now? I've had something. I like. I've had bills I paid off that were like monthly payments. They disappeared, and then like six months later, you're like, "What happened to that?" And like you just whatever your lifestyle, just yeah, you are a lifestyle, you adapt your lifestyle yes. to absorb that extra money. Yes, and so with the you are buying tied instead of so, great value, and that's fine when you pay off a car. But yeah, in this case, and I did I never had like significant student loans. I know some people. I am shocked to hear like what their student loan payments are. Yeah, if they're looking at a four five hundred dollar pl- plus pl- to like a thousand dollar payment, all of a sudden coming back after. What'll be might end up being like three years, two to three years. We're at thirty
1: months right now, aren't we? It's been they've been yeah. gone since April. Uh, I guess we're at twenty-four months right now.
2: Yeah, we're right about two years now. Yeah, I I'd imagine a lot. Of, I mean, there were people that when the child tax credit thing happened and they were giving out those, and they're doing it as a monthly thing. There were people that like the third payment was late, and they were like. What am I going to do? I can't afford to buy groceries. Yeah. Where's it at? Because it was, and it was, and like you've only gotten this twice, and they were, mm-hmm. but they were planning on it right then and there. But then
3: look at what his favorability ratings went after he took it away. Right, right. I mean, I'm just talking about political, yeah, Like, yeah, Smart men move. lose, like it, it's a losing argument. He for can't Democrats. go John
1: McCain Straight Talk Express and work this out with the people, man. Well, because well,
3: first of all, his the people around him let him. Like off the, off the chain a little bit, off the leash, because he is a very, very old man. And if you think about it, like George W. Bush and Al Gore now, like now today are still younger than like him and Trump. Right. Even though they ran for president like 22 years ago. Yeah.
1: In 1999. So they're running for president.
3: So you can't really let him
1: riff and go off on these things and it's just hey in his defense joe joe ran for president in 1988 and it took us until 2020 to finally elect the man right we he's been trying yes it's not like he gave up the unfortunate
3: part it's like his body's still alive but maybe his his mind isn't quite there either but (sighs) so he can't really fully enjoy you know being a lifelong political creature who just does things so he can get a windbreaker from Uh, you know an insurance company like that's his whole reason to be is and and he's like an old school machine politician and you're not going to see those guys anymore and you're not going to see a guy who grew up whose dad was like a car salesman or whatever he was become president again, right i mean
1: end of an era end of an era took the train from delaware every day
3: there is, there is an interesting fact, though, if, if we want to talk about, uh, get off the rails a little bit about Hunter Biden. Oh, for the love of God, but please. Hunter Biden's laptop. No, I'm not going to talk about Hunter Biden's <laughs> laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop and the Clinton uh, uh, killing conspiracy. Um, so Hunter Biden had a child purportedly with a stripper, right? Yeah. So somewhere there is a child. Whose mother is a stripper and her, his grandfather is the president of the United States. <laughs> like, that's got to be a movie, right? Yeah, it has to be. My mom is a stripper and my, pre- my grandpa is the president of the United
2: States. Yeah. I mean, like, just, the weekends are just, a lot more fun at the just White just House. Hearing than that they are. story, you think like a bald eagle and an American flag, <laughs> yep. with like patriotic. Like, that. What's more American than that? That's the most American thing yeah, ever. That could be the next, t- like, Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah. That's the. D- <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm surprised
1: it's not joe Dirk. all right <laughs> around the room <laughs> it might be around the room i want i want to state from each of you what state do you cast this movie is it does it take place in the grandchild lives in which state of the union do you send them to well, where did hunter live west da, virginia I don't know. yeah dakota went to west virginia zach i'm going to louisiana okay
3: gotta go to indiana where oh my god why not why not wow. Newcastle, indiana?
1: Wow, I was I was also leaning West Virginia but hometown Dakota, hero. Dakota took it, so I'm going to say that they're we're going to go uh, Alabama, Talladega, Alabama. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a Talladega story to me. But anyway, Jane says
3: Arkansas. That's the Clintons. That's a totally different. Yeah, thing. that's a different. That's the Clinton crime family.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: Clinton body count. Clinton body count. Look it up. That's right. Um, but no, I, I mean it's documents. like he's just going to kick the can down the road, just like every other problem in the society and we're not going to solve anything. He's just sort of like that comfortable, like, Hey man, it's going to be all right. And while we're just kind of just this country just kind of fades <laughs> off into whatever is going to happen next.
0: My favorite thing that happened with Joe Biden recently, actually there's a couple of things that have happened with him recently that have been funny. But one of the things was um, when a reporter asked if they were going to appeal the judges ruling uh, the federal judges ruling over the mask mandates and he said, yeah, people make their own decisions." Yeah. And right. everyone's like, "Oh, just, <laughs> okay, just, just done with it now. Cool. Well, we're done with the Bass Fan then." But <laughs> we're like, "Oh, okay." And then, and then, and the, then CDC the CDC was the like, "No, no, 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 no. People, we're still, we're still fighting it. People do not make their own decisions, Joe. We make those decisions for them."
3: Well, I mean, you you really had a real choice, right, in, in the Democratic primary. And I'm going to go back to it. Bernie Sanders would have said, "This is this is what we're going to do. We have a real vision for this country, and you may like it or not, but at least there's something. At, at least, and least no. with, vision. And with this, it's just kick the can down the road. Maybe we'll fix it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Yeah. And it's just such a. It's not fair to people to have like this uncertainty of like maybe my student loans will re- will restart in August. Maybe they never will. I mean, here's maybe here's the crap though. Yeah. Right.
1: So so and I, I right probably a point of a. a a privileged thing to say, so I shouldn't say uh, it. But here we go. Point of personal I like, I like privilege. That. I like that. Right. I, I'm self aware. That's good. We we paid ours off, right? Uh-huh. So we paid ours off. So shame on us, right. that, That's the deal. Is that we could have, if they if they say, hey, you know what? And this is the proposal that's out there. Is hey, we're going to forgive ten thousand dollars. Well, if which we is had, what he ran on. Right. It, we're going to forgive right. ten thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars, whatever it is. Then the hell with me and what I did and having paid on them or the people that have paid on student loans for 25 years, yeah. you missed the boat. You're not the lucky one right now. Sorry about you.
0: Can I get a refund of $10,000 please? Well,
1: it's sort of like, I, I think that is like,
3: well, uh, you know, I was injured in a car accident because we didn't have seat belts And so you shouldn't have seat belts either. Like it's, it's sort of a, a just because a, it was bad you know, for you doesn't mean you should want it bad for after the fact. Else. Yeah. I mean, in, in, the fact of the matter is the man ran on forgiving $10,000 of student loan debt. Like that was his platform. How he came up with $10,000. I have no idea. He just said, thought it sounded good. They just lie to you, man. Don't believe that. But again,
1: well, who, who the hell either thinks that's it matters real? or it
3: does like, you know, so I, I'm an old man and I watch uh PBS documentaries on like the, the presidents and things like that. Like the real old the like, Roosevelt's. Yeah. The, yeah, the Roosevelt's. And, and I was watching one on, on George HW. You gotta be a big
1: taft guy. Oh,
3: I love bathtubs, um, but uh, uh, one on H.W. Bush, Extra he, got, wide. he got murdered on the no new taxes thing. Just absolutely. And, and the economy tanked. The economy tanked. and he, But he was writing so high, and then he lies to the voters, and then it means something. And now, today, I don't know if it's post-Trump. We could get into that, but but it doesn't matter what he says. He could say literally anything and you'll be like well he's he's president what do you expect maybe, I that's, a, maybe that's a post-clinton thing maybe we really, expect that the president will lie to us or a post-nixon thing but it, it well, had, it's not a
1: post-nixon thing because it got it, it had 15 had, years after nixon it, ex- it's got, extreme sunk bush bush consequences for bush one
3: and for lying to and and now you know it's like well you know, he said he was going to forgive ten thousand dollars. He said two thousand dollar checks, but you know, he's kind of old.
1: I, th- I really oh, well. think it was That's Bush Junior. James, James niece is in the checks. chat, and he says it's because he's a hundred years old. Yes, and he thinks ten thousand dollars is a lot of and, loan cash. And uh, he looks the like a, eighty thousand dollars.
3: He looks like a living mummy, and you can't get mad at him. The number one rule is, you know, he's just an old man. What are you going to do? Get
0: mad at him?
1: Joe thinks you can buy a Plymouth for eighty two hundred dollars down at Goodwin Brothers.
0: You guys see Probably him get too. freaked out by the Easter Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. That the, was good. The Easter bunny yeah. is
2: always looks creepy. like Especially not-
0: when you're not expecting it.
2: You turn <laughs> around and he's right there.
0: Yeah. He was terrified, but then what was even crazier the Secret is, service <laughs> failed the man. But what's even crazier is the Easter bunny obviously being a person that works at the White House, being like, It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, the Easter bunny is escorting the president off of the state. Go, <laughs> go towards the light. Go towards the light.
1: Uh, niece also, James Niece is an OG Wall uh, contributor. Uh, he says
0: the stripper mom political family has to be from Oklahoma.
3: Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's a, a good one. My
0: question about the whole Hunter Biden thing is like the man had it made. He's making millions of dollars yes. in Ukraine. He's making ten million dollars a year to set up bankers' yes. meetings with the daddy, and it's like. When did he all? When did he give it all up for crack? Like when did the crack addiction become well, so bad? Because he
3: was the screwed up son. You know, Bo was like the golden child. Yeah. So he's kind of in his shadow. And then you know, you get into like, addiction, you get into these other things, and
1: it's like you and Bailey. She's the golden child, and you're <laughs> you're just trouble.
0: Yeah. You got your Maybe. tattoos and your questionable hat. Yeah. <laughs> and she so I. But I and the guy, the guy is in Sweden right now who mm-hmm. has the, the clone copy of the laptop. Yeah. And he's I like... I watch Fox
3: News every night for all these updates.
0: I love he's it. He's like, I, I have 80,000 deleted images mm. to comb through. And it's like, who has 80,000 pictures on their laptop? Just so you smoke and crack with whores. But I, like, again,
1: I have a lot of pictures, but they're mostly from this show.
3: But again, I mean, it's sort of like one of these things where it's like, he, I bet Zach has 80,000 pictures of race cars. He clearly like has this oh, inferiority thing with his brother who passes away. He wants his, you know, he, it's, it's
0: not that complicated. The I mean, Secret he's Service. a rich kid that has everything. Like when does that go wrong? Right. Listen, if I was setting up, if my dad was someone so important that to make $10 million a year, all I had to do was set up a meeting with him. I would do everything in my power to not mess that up. Yeah, but
3: that's you now. That's not you with like, yeah, you know, having your dad be a senator for your whole
0: life, right? <laughs> like, and it's a totally, totally
3: different. Dying. And and it, your your brother, who you knew was like the chosen one of the family that was going to be. the next I, I agree thing. totally with you. I'm, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with. I what have you're no saying. doubt his brother's death like totally screwed him up too. Yeah, it's just wild. It's just yeah, a wild. It's so sad. But, I I feel bad for him. Uh, I'm going to get canceled, for this, but I feel bad for Hunter Biden. <laughs> he seems like like all of this is just that tragic, like, you know, a lot of loss, a lot of death in that family, which is really the sad part. Uh, but uh, the, the important part is that Joe Biden cancels my student loans. We got to get that out there. Stay on Joe.
1: Stay on Uncle, Uncle Joe's
0: Joe, good side until it's so taken care of. There was it. I mean, are there, they are,
1: are they all federal student loans? Oh, People are acting like he's going to get your private student loans too. How's that going to work? I
3: don't think legally he can. That's right. the part that I think that the Department of Education, if, if this memo, purported memo from like a year ago is ever released, I think that's something that obviously
1: that's not going to happen. Um, cause, but, you know, if you borrowed your money from Wells Fargo, uh, that's not between the U.S. government right, and, but, and Wells Fargo and you, but all, all of
3: those types of loans, like the federal government took over the student loan industry so long ago that the vast, vast majority of the loans now are held by the federal government. So I don't think that that's, that's like a small percentage of what's out there, I think, yeah. compared to everything else. But they're, they're saying, according to the notes, there's a new program, an income-dependent repayment program.
0: Yeah, there's a, a new program that was announced by the White House, and it's called the Income Dependent Repayment Program, or the IDR program. Mm-hmm. Because they love acronyms. Well, so and, it's just different from IBR, which is income-based repayment. Right. Yes. Totally, yeah, different. These are different programs. It's supposed to take into account not just your income. So mm-hmm. this is where it differs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just take into account your income, but it also takes into account the amount of dependents that you have. And they will reduce the amount, not the amount that you have to pay, not the interest rate, but just your monthly payment in itself. So that's just a you're in it perpetually for the rest of your life. You never get out. But of the debt. it also sunsets guarantees to sunset your loan after twenty to twenty five years. Sean's forty. There are people right You're now. Give some
3: age on me, but Sean's, thank you. Sean's I'm Sean, 50.
1: Sean's nearly 40.
3: I you tell me in, look great. in
0: 25
1: years Sean is 65. So when he's finally 65 and I finally qualify for Medicare and he can get his Medicare and his social security, we're going to finally let Sean off the hook. We, we we've we've made him drag this out. We've baited him, we've twisted his life up, and now for 25 years he's made the minimum payment because Uncle Joe said, "Look, I'll make you this deal. Here, here, man. Do you realize that there hey, are
0: people right now who are having their social security checks docked because of student loan payments? It's so gruesome. <laughs> <It's> so just <laughs> you've foolish. made it to the end. You're at the finish line yeah. of life, and you still are paying on your student. But again, loans.
3: this goes to the Democrat thing, which I again is the as the person who likes presidential history and and American history. This is a means tested thing that the Democrats always roll out since Clinton of like, well, we can't really help people exactly, but we can make it a little less painful. And by just doing that, that differentiates for us from Republicans politically, that doesn't excite anyone or gets anybody to the polls, which is again, is why I think Democrats are going to get absolutely slaughtered in the midterm presidents because,
1: lose seats anyway, during the midterms.
3: I mean, well, their party 98% of the time sure. loses seats and, and look what he's done with with having a majority, right? I mean, everybody
1: gets one thing, Sean. He, you get one. You get, thing with with in Democrats. Your term.
3: With Democrats, you get one thing.
1: With Republicans Republic, got one thing. Oh, Republicans got tax cuts. That was the one. Republicans, big thing Republicans they got. got
3: a stacked federal judiciary too.
1: That's one legislative accomplishment. It, it, the judiciary is what it is. You get you get your one thing in 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 Obama got Obamacare. Yeah, what they do. Trump Trump got yeah, a bungler. tax cuts. Biden got an infrastructure bill. That's what you get. And yeah, you get an thing.
3: infrastructure bill and you're going to like it. And that's going to be the end of it. And, but and but then, it's always the story of this means I'm so interested in why is it always like this means tested thing instead of like a universal, like across the board type of program where it's like, well, you know, if you're, if you're, a, if you're living in a disadvantaged community and you're a person of color and uh you file your taxes uh with the full moon and you know mm-hmm. and and uh, mercury is in retrograde you too can qualify for this federal program that may may provide you $500 in a in a refundable grant or something like that it's like it's just the most convoluted way to govern and at least republicans are like this is what we think this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to a mailbox
1: 1200 well, bucks will yeah, be there yeah, yeah.
3: so It's just it's it's so like it's frustrating in a different way from from being
1: having a Republican administration.
3: Here's your problem, my problem.
1: Your problem is Uh, that we can narrow it down to one. I'd like that. Your problem is that you care too much about what government can do. I just want to be left the hell alone, and that's where I've been for five years since about the beginning of Trump. I'm like dumpster fire it's over well they don't worry about it anymore they, they won't i'm not i they're, <laughs> the they're not is, gonna fix my problem all i can do is hope they don't spend it to the point where anything that i've been able to do gets destroyed but, but the problem with that though is i just hope i'm dead before our money's worthless <laughs> that's all i can hope for <laughs> is that it's by the time i'm in the ground that uh, I, it's not myanmar like that's it well i don't think we're gonna
3: have to worry about that i do think we'll have to worry about other things but um I just think that politically somebody wins somebody loses right and so nothing changes by by very little changes but there's these promises that are made and promises not kept because it doesn't matter I, I think we're saying the same thing but I think that we're just going about it different ways um but no I mean i I think one thing that is positive that's coming out of this is there's more transparency of of these programs are available. There's certain forms that you can fill out, which I love filling out a government form, right? Um, to like, say, like, you're in public service. Like, I work as a public defender. I can find out exactly how many qualifying payments that have been made towards that public student loan forgiveness, which is incredibly important because that program was so broken. Like, less than 1% of people who like went into public service thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to do this. I'm going to work for the public. I'm going to serve people. And then the government just, if you know, you're in that program
1: and you've not been making payments for the last two years, these months still count as payments.
3: No, or you're just, but you, out a you have money. to make 120 payments, but they can be non consecutive payments. Okay. So whatever payments that you've made, full payments. So you have to pay on it for 10 years in 120 in- payments. Yeah. 10, 10 years, 10 years worth 10 of payments.
1: Years, yes. But it might take you 15 or 20, depending upon how many pandemics you go through.
3: Well, let's, let's wait on the monkeypox or the, uh, you know, the, they, cl- the clown flu or whatever else we're going to get here. Well, The, the, the CDC Biden.
1: said that the reason why they were wanting to put the mask mandate back in is because they're studying a new variant. So fingers crossed. Maybe that'll be the reason why you can get past October.
0: The Biden administration also, it, they expanded that public service program, the public service loan forgiveness program, and they said they claimed that an additional 40,000 people will have their student loans uh, forgiven, mm-hmm. air quotes, due to this. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to say you're forgiven for your student loans. Forgiven. Go go forth and sin no more. You're blessed, go my forth child. and
1: borrow no more. Zach, can you hold your <laughs> breath for me over there, and we'll just see how long it takes.
0: Go forth and loot more downtown buildings, <laughs> my child. Your student loans are forgiven. Well, I mean,
3: I I don't know. It's, it's, it's a serious problem. It's something that's not being addressed by the people that are voted in to address it. And just watch what's gonna happen. He's gonna be a one term president. And I I can't wait to vote in what is it gonna be? Twenty twenty four? Sure. Yeah. For uh Kamala Harris versus <laughs> uh Tom Cotton, DeSantis Tom Cotton. Oh. <laughs> you You're know, like boy. just the just the charisma of those two would just be just incredible. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It certainly isn't working now, and it's just totally busted. You know, a
0: couple of years ago, we talked to you about the Democrat primaries for president, and how it was interesting and things. And now it's just sad thinking of well, because
3: the Democrat Party acquiesce and and just rally Rob Biden. He's like, he's our guy. We can't have Bernie. It happened overnight. You had you had Chris. Uh, what was his name? Hardball Chris uh, Matthews. Chris Matthews they're like openly crying, afraid that Bernie and his people were going to execute people in uh, in Central Park in New York. Yeah, yeah, which I love that clip, and I find it hilarious. And I hope that Chris Matthews was really afraid
0: of getting beheaded. Remember in Central? Remember Park, when just Joe for the Rogan fact he needs to be that way? When Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders, yes. so the they establishment the Republicans internet. were like, "And we're going to pull clips of Rogan saying anything distasteful, <laughs> even if it was." out of context in a comedy and we're going to put it in a compilation and be like this is the type of person that endorses bernie sanders
3: well, i always love the whole like bernie shouldn't have went on joe Rogan just to to rehash some of that but he's got the most powerful podcast in the history of the world like why wouldn't you do that to go <laughs> to outreach to all these people and it doesn't matter what he thinks about covid it doesn't matter what in hindsight like you know, COVID wasn't even a thing then either. It wasn't either. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you nope.
1: have to, you have to pass all these purity tests as a Democrat, but I maintain none of this matters. Nothing matters beyond your state representative state. Jeremiah is a hard, oh, yeah. Jeremiah is a hardcore nihilist. Oh, I, I think nothing matters anymore. I think they're if, just going to spend your money, steal I think your money Biden, and not give enough back to you.
3: If Biden forgives student loans, that will matter to me. I would love that. Sure. Please do it. Make it happen. Fingers crossed. Make it happen, Joe. We're, we're all counting on you. Um, I have I enough, got hairy legs. But here, here we go. October surprise, though. What does he do? Right? Does he do anything?
1: Finds his car keys, drives he the fun- Corvette.
3: <laughs> 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 you ever see that one interview with he's in the car and he's like, man, my dad could drive a car? Yeah. <laughs> like, not hey, even yeah, like, yeah. Di- it's like, he's just, it's just that old like person pub. brain of like, man, I remember this. And it's yeah. like, but it's in the present. It's
0: really sad. But it's also funny. I've I've said from the beginning, like if Joe Biden was your grandpa, you'd be like, come on, Grandpa. Come on, Grandpa. We need to to get back to the house, buddy.
3: I don't know. He's not going to do anything. So, I mean, I don't have a really. Enjoy the ride.
1: It's spectacular. I I do have an update. I got a text from Brian Nichols, uh, shares the building with us. I don't know who I was texting. I I think I sent this to Zach as well. Earlier today, and Zach's gonna understand what the hell I'm talking about. But I said Felix has a Craig, H- Craig Hamson on his car. He was the engineer when Sebastian Bourdais had so much success at IMS I with Coin. It's not a surprise to see him being near the top of the charts.
0: Brian replies back hours later.
1: Who are these
0: people? I had no idea what you just said either. Sounded like a lot of gibberish. Yeah, I don't think I got them. There are a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking about those are certainly uh, all man, words. I know
3: so.
1: Felix, <laughs> Felix, Felix <laughs> Rosequist. Craig Hampson, Sebastian Bourdais, Dale Coin Race. I
2: understand exactly what you're talking about, but yeah. I didn't get that message earlier. Yeah, yeah I, d- I think it was meant can... to go to you.
1: Yeah. Uh and it uh it didn't happen. So it went mm. to Brian Nichols instead.
2: Because Felix was on the top of the no-toe list today. Yeah. Yeah, I just sent it. You got it now, This Which Zach. is more gibberish to anybody else. <laughs> To me, the shocking thing for it was the IMS. The difference between the no toe and the just top speed chart was ten okay, miles an we've hour. We've got
0: the whole month of May to talk about racing. They were on track for two days today. Yeah, it's, it's
3: still May. April.
2: It's April. It's, it's made us. April. Oh, all
1: right. It's final thoughts time. We'll start with Zach, and he can he can he can delve into IndyCar if he wants to.
2: Uh, no, I'm going to do one thing because I, I, I couldn't see any last time last week because I was behind the camera was I mentioned or the bicentennial kind of came up and um, I'll post a link to their page again in the chat um, and people should look there because they have some stuff going. I know one thing that they have going is they're doing a torch uh, run like they're going to through the through the county and they're trying to find somebody. Uh, at least one person, hopefully multiple people, because it'd be a lot of running if it was just one person. Uh, from every township to, and they got a course going. The, they had the course listed in Word form, which I cannot follow. <laughs> Are, um, don't they want you to run like a sub eight minute mile? I thought it was nine. I hope they search out. I hope they like get a little bit looser on that because an eight minute mile for me, a sub nine is a sub nine, is, a sub nine like, is like is That's fast. Running. I mean, sub mm-hmm. nine for most recreational runners is pretty fast um, for more than about a mile. I think you, some people could probably hold it for a mile. But How far do they expect you to go a mile? It depends on the number of people, but <laughs> I'm mean, like, I think the course runs like all like it's a, it's running all through Henry County. And so they probably have a need for at least probably like, I don't know, but you end up, you email Nate Lamar about it, but I have to, like I said, if they had posted a course map, I would have a better idea, but they literally posted the course as you're giving a description, like go on down to here and turn right at this place and turn. I have and I'm like, I can't, ver- I, I know my part of the county. I don't know every part of the county, but, um, check out the website for other stuff. They got, uh, some other stuff going on. But if you're a runner, um, the, they didn't ask about pace. And maybe Nate Lamar just says those oh, acts fast enough, but I don't know. No, it depends on the day.
1: So, how many miles are you signing up for, Zach?
2: I just signed up to say I'm interested in doing it, and the amount of miles depends on the number of people because they have a set course that they need to do. And so, I imagine that if you're, that it's got to be like 80 or 100 miles that they're weaving through town. Maybe it's or through the county. Maybe it's 40 or something. You know, the county's not that big, but it's. I mean, it's 20 miles to get from Newcastle to Moreland and back. So how many... I, I, I
1: guess... They just need... They want one person... What first. day is this? That, that, that's it's a the first
2: question. weekend in June. <clears throat> okay. I believe. Yeah, so
1: It's the time capsule opening. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. yep. June 4th. And I think it's going to start first thing in the morning. So, so just in general, if you're local, check out the Bicentennial page. Why don't we just have Jeff Watterson do the whole thing? <laughs> Jeff... <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's gonna have to make up for whatever everybody else doesn't do. Jeff took yeah. some time off and Jeff's still a beast, but, um, but yeah, Jeff's, Jeff's on the, uh, he said he's on the couch to 50k plan because he has to pay somebody later this year. So he's trying to get back on the horse, but yeah, we should just, just make Jeff do the whole thing. I'll tell Jeff that. Thank you. We voted. Jeff has to do it. Yep. yep. Sean, you got anything for us? Anything
1: we should be looking out for? Um, Can I make a public endorsement? Sure.
3: Wow. Okay. All right. (laughs) I've I've cleared (laughs) the floor. I I make this endorsement as an individual citizen of this county, but I endorse uh, Michael Mahoney for prosecutor. I've known Michael for as long as I've practiced. He's been in that office for a lot longer than what I've practiced. He is of the utmost integrity. Um, You know, you can take him at his word a hundred percent and he's always been transparent and professional. With me, and um, uh, notwithstanding my my feelings on student loan debt, I uh, am a, <laughs> a lifelong uh, ballot-pulling Republican in this county, and um, you know he's he's somebody I think that would really uh, serve the community well. So, uh, just shout out to Michael, and and uh, would encourage everyone to to check him out and uh, to vote for him on May third. So awesome. That's my,
0: that's my bit here. It's, it's, okay, it's, what are your thoughts on the sheriff? race?
3: That's, that's where I draw the line. I'm only going to comment on one, and that's only because, you know, it's kind of what I do is, you know, I, I, I know the, his opponent had a mailer about how Democrats and, uh, defense attorneys, which, of which he is one, um, you know, support Mr. Mahoney, uh, which I take umbrage with quite a bit. And, I disagree with the mailer, uh, which the second paragraph, which is just the most insane Fox news brained drivel I've ever read in my life, um, where he's talking about, if you vote for Mr. Mahoney, this is going to turn into Indianapolis and Chicago and San Francisco and blah, blah, blah. Couldn't be further from the truth. And that just that alone is the impetus you don't foresee a time when Let me saying something I I support Michael regardless, but just publicly just, it was just the most his opponent had the most ridiculous campaign ad I've ever seen in my entire life of, of following politics, just absolutely off the rails, absolutely uh, untruthful and deceptive to voters. And um, you know, just kind of a kind of a personal attack, which I thought was totally out of bounds and uh, totally unwarranted. So uh, I think the the decision is very clear
0: uh, in that race. Very good, Dakota D squared. Have a couple things. Um, Mother's Day is coming up. Two things that I know that you could get for Mother's Day. One would be a custom tumbler from the Dainty Daisy Tumblers dot com. That's my wife's site. She is releasing a bunch of new ones this week, so uh, that's exciting. And also, Wildland's Flowers. You can get some flowers scheduled for delivery ahead of time. You could do it right now and schedule it for mother's day. You could just whip out your browser the day before or after mother's day. I don't think they deliver on Sundays. That wouldn't be fair to the delivery drivers. We want them to be home with their family and their mothers too, but you can order it now and schedule it that far in advance. So go check out Weiland's flowers. They'll do it for you. And also uh, Audrey's site. Um, I think that's all. I also want to make a couple of public endorsements for everyone. I'm going to be voting for. Uh, no, I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> say, we are not done with the candidate series yet. Mr. We're reporter. Trying
3: to, we're trying to get that fight milk uh, money, the fight milk endorsement. I'm
2: surprised Jeremiah did not turn and say, shut his mic off <laughs> yeah. by bodyguards for bodyguards. Right. The police have been called. I can hear the,
1: I can hear the sirens. All right, real quick for me. I, I, we're doing this camping six months out thing again. So Summit Lake is already sold out for their spooktacular weekend, uh, which is where six months from now, it's their Halloween thing. Oh my gosh. It, and you, it, people take it. This is, it's surreal how quickly these, these things happen and go, uh, I think we've done it the last two or three years, but I was perusing the website, looking for information on it. And I found a fun activity to code. And I want to see if you and Audrey and the rest of the boss hog team want to participate uh In the fun run slash walk. Hmm. Sounds fun. It's a 5K <laughs> at Summit Lake and you dress up in a costume. Oh, that would be fun. You could go as a podcast host. You could, that's a lame you, costume. You could, you could dress that, as Jeremiah. Zach Burcham. You it's could dress worse. up. You could dress up as, <laughs> as a politician. You could, there's, uh, you could dress as Uncle Joe and put on some aviators and a, and a bomber jacket. You, you got all kinds of choices. Can I tape? The extra skin behind my face. <laughs> you don't have
3: any extra skin. You're just, <laughs> you're just perfect. <laughs> you're just, you're just an Adonis right now.
1: What do you think? You want to do the the Michael Scott fun run? F- what day is it? Cure? It's, uh, day.
0: I, it's October. I don't know. I need it's to a, check my calendar.
2: It what is October twentieth or something? Dakota, uh, <laughs> it's Zach. like the 20th, twenty first. I think it's probably the tw- if it's Saturday, it's probably twenty second. Efforting.
1: We're scrolling. In April, May, June, July, August, September. Got to get six months out. Like two in the afternoon, October twenty second. Or two in the afternoon. It's like ten o'clock in the morning, two in the afternoon, somewhere in there. Yeah.
0: It's relatively I'll really. have to see when my campground is doing there, trick-or-treat. I can't a, commit this is a public event. I you can endorse commit. somebody way
1: in advance before you have all the information. Why the hell can't you do this? No. <laughs> so he's only giving you six months' notice, so can't commit. <laughs> can't commit. Can't commit. All right. That's enough of this. We will be back on Tuesday night of next week because uh it's a it's a tuesday episode it's a it's something different and then that'll be it it's locked in and you're uh you're, you'll have all the information we provide you for the And i'll tell you candidates. who i'm voting for will you are you going to endorse people at the end of that episode no, maybe seems questionable all right that's enough of that we will see you guys next tuesday